I think it's how we look at people from the person that's busting our table to the lady checking us out to, you know, whoever it is. If you look at them as this human being with massive potential, you'd be surprised what you can pull out of people. It's incredible. Welcome back to the Balance Bowley Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen. Happy as always to be here with you for another season. Here we are in season 23, the crucial steps to your success, which are excruciatingly important if you, like many of us, have lived through the year before. There are so many things that we have to just get together so we can achieve that life, that love, that intimacy, that magnificent joy that we are trying to create. We cannot do it if we are not implementing some crucial steps. And we want to make sure that we're getting these implementation tips from people who have walked their talk, which was why season 22, the season prior to this, so for all of you who are just joining in on Balance Boldly, make sure you go look at some of those other amazing episodes from season 22. That whole theme was about fully living the life that you teach because we want to hear from people who are walking their talk. No one is perfect until you are six feet under and you cannot make any more mistakes. We get that. However, you do not have to make unnecessary mistakes because you are not listening to the wisdom of those who have already fallen and failed for you. So you don't have to do it. And you can say, oh, like, let me listen to Nikita said, don't do that because she's been there, what a t-shirt and a ball cap to that party. Let's not repeat it. Like, please let me help you save yourself a little bit of time, hopefully a lot of money and a lot of energy and heartache by not repeating it, which is why I bring to you some amazing experts just like today. This is an absolutely no exception, except I have to say, I'm already loving her energy and all of her finesse already. Welcome, Jessica Mee. She is not your typical stay-at-home mom. She's been homeschooling for over a decade and has become one of the foremost experts in alternative, supplemental, and customized education. Let me be very clear, y'all. We're talking about this woman being someone who is absolutely in charge of $100 million plus dollars in assets and management. Between all of her companies, we got Brandly Inc. She's also managing partner at Drivonic. She's also co-founder of the Epic Companies and Mead Holdings Group. I mean, the list goes on. And I'm probably not being completely transparent because this is just stuff that she shared with us pre-interview. I'm sure there's a whole lot more layers to her because she's a wife. She's a mama. She's a doer. She's been on Forbes, Entrepreneur, Money Magazine, and the list goes on. Jessica, welcome to the Balance Boldly Show. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excellent this morning. I'm so excited to be here. I was looking forward to this. I've been telling everybody, I cannot wait to go on that show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am really relieved that you were able to carve some time out because you do have a full schedule, a full productive, I don't like to use the word busy, a full productive roster, right? (laughs) With everything you have going on and you still find a way to be connected to what matters most to you with your family, even down to you saying like, look, we're even mindful about where we live to make sure our kids have the best opportunities. I would love for you to share with everyone kind of like what led you here and what some of those crucial steps to your success were. Well, I think what led me to this point is 
meeting my husband way back. We've been together now 22, 23 years, been in business almost that long. Um, I, I grew up in a family where uh, they were entrepreneurs. Uh, they like to claim that, but we constantly had massive failure. We constantly had problems going on. We constantly were homeless. We didn't have food. So my idea of that was really skewed. Um, but he kind of showed me, man, you have this unlimited potential. You have this brilliant mind. Come with me. Let's see what magic we can make happen. Um, and he he showed me that there's this this spark inside of all of us that once you ignite it, it's hard to ignore. Uh, and you just let it flourish. And there, there's magic that happens in the process. Um, I strive every single day to make sure that I'm bringing my best and that I'm constantly evolving into the next best version of myself, not just for me, but also for my children, my employees, um, my legacy that I leave behind, however insignificant it is, I want them to look at that and go, man, she really, really put everything into it. Not to exhaustion, but to the point where it, it means something. Yeah, but that's, that's a really good distinguishing point that you just said, not to exhaustion which is really hard for ambitious women, which most of our listeners are, right? And a few brave men that we have listening. And I know that there's this, you know, going all in is not their problem. Going all in and being able to leave something for themselves is typically the challenge. So how did you, you know, kind of create that balance for yourself to make sure that you not just have something left for your family, because obviously they're part of the priority list, like they're, you know, top of the morning, up the kids are about to come in here, right? Like you can't even get away from that if you wanted to, but it could be really easy for you to forget about yourself. How do you, you know, kind of make that space for yourself with all the companies you have and everything else you have, as one of my clients says, the spinning plates, that are in the air. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I think it's extremely important uh, to be mindful of my time and for everybody in my orbit to be mindful of that time. I think in order to have this entrepreneurial journey in an effective way, we have to be the architects of our life. We have to be in control of it. We have to write our story. We are our author and we dictate the allowances that we make for ourselves and for other people. And so for me, my, my staff and my team, they know my levels of acceptance, not just as what I will tolerate as in good or bad, but what, how they consume my time and my energy. And so I'm, I'm very stern on that. And not in a mean way, but in a way to where it's respectful. So yeah. I think I start with that and everything else kind of falls in line. I hear my favorite B word in there, boundaries, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I hear that. And boundaries are like, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. For those of you who are brand new to the Balance Bully show and you're coming with kind of your context of there's no such thing as work-life balance, it's integration, it's harmony. I want to just give you a little bit of perspective. The way that we define balance is, is admitting your truth and then creating the boundaries so you can achieve that. And the other boundaries you have are to keep those distractions away that pull you away from your truth, right? So oh, if sure. Jessica's truth is, I want to be here and create legacy for a family that actually knows me when I'm no longer <laughs> on this earth, that won't say like, oh yeah, like she was that woman that 
did a lot of things and left us a lot of money, right? Or maybe right. left us some companies, <laughs> but we didn't really have a connection. We didn't really know her, uh, you know, and hopefully have, you know, teams and staff that could really say, you know, the level of excellence that you brought. If that's really the truth that Jessica is saying, then her boundary has to reflect that even when her team is like, you know, wanting to pull more more of her energy because they have something urgent or whatever it is that's going on, she has to be firm. I always say gentle honesty, but still honest nonetheless. <laughs> like, let's be clear. I love that you're you're literally walking your talk with that. It's important because I don't think people really understand the importance of balance or or the or the mercy that they give themselves. We put so much, especially women, um, we put so much on ourselves, so much pressure. We have to be our, on our A game. We have to be the best parents. Now we have all these moms and dads who are distance learning. You know, <laughs> I've had that conversation between distance learning and homeschooling because there's a very distinct difference. Uh, but it's it's so important to have the respect um, in the, in that, that, you know, what that means for you and that you're the people in your orbit understand that. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. You, you gotta have, you gotta have balance. Absolutely. And it's, it's what you create, right? Like someone who doesn't have, what are you at now? Three, four, five companies. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. We're about 14. Oh, 14 right now. So Seriously? It takes a lot. It takes a lot. We have a, an executive team. We have asset managers. Um, they are on every call. Like I said, we do these level 10 calls. They're on those calls with us. So we all are in, in great communication yeah. and there's a constant flow, but they know when to come to me and when to make a decision, knowing how I'm going to think and how we would think as a whole. That's also important. Empower your team to make decisions, put the right people on your bus, make sure that you're all aligned. Um, I like to interview everybody still because I, I get a feel for them. I rely on my intuition and I don't want anybody on our bus or part of our team that doesn't align that's gonna cause friction or put a kink in our flow. So I think the flow is extremely important as well. No, that's a really valuable point because that's something that I think a lot of people are struggling with now, right? Like as we head into these next levels of ourselves because of the maybe forced awakening that we've had experience, <laughs> because of, right, the paradigm yes. shift that the world, or the globe has experienced because of partially because of COVID-19 and social unrest and all the other things that have kind of you know, literally been exposed in this last year. Because of that, it's forced people to change the undergirth of their business and their systems. You know, people who were never online are forced to like pay attention. Like, okay, how do I do this? What's a Zoom? What's a Microsoft team, <laughs> right? Like, you know, all the things. And then, you know, deal with the technology flubs that, you know, what we call the tech gremlins kind of, you know, pop up yes. and, you know, interject themselves on even the best day all of those things. So then they get into like, okay, I need to hire help. I need to have some people help me in the lane that is not my zone of genius to be able to not necessarily take four years to learn this because 2020 has shown me that you may not necessarily have four years to learn this. And I really need to get this together. But then the fear that comes in for them is trusting that who they bring in can be exactly what you described. Take initiative, yeah understand the voice of the company, know when and when not to, you know, come to 
you as the leader who you've brought them in to give you support and to help you, you know, do things easier, not necessarily to hold their hand and micromanage. So when do you, just from your own experience with all that you've done, like, when do you make that decision of, okay, this, this person is ready for me to let go, like the, you know, the onboarding part of the process when they've been shown everything? So I think our approach when hiring or bringing anybody into our team is kind of, it's kind of special. Um, we bring them in, we teach them everything so that they, they have a really good idea of what we're doing, what we stand for. Um, we have excellent process, procedure, um, training, support. We're all there for each other. And so it's not a letting them go and letting them implement what they've learned. It's a process throughout it. And then they kind of just feel like, all right, I'm ready. I feel good about this. Um, I feel like I have the right support. I've been trained properly. I have everything in my toolkit to execute the way I need to do. And I know that if I don't, I can come back at any point and say, hey, I have this question. I have this problem. I'm unsure. And nobody is going to say, I taught you that. And, you know, you should know that. You're out of here. We also hire in a unique way. You know, we're, we're hiring to either mm -hmm. move them up or move them out. Mm -hmm. I'm not hiring you for you to stay stagnant in the same place. Right. I want you to tap into all of your potential. You may find that you believe in the, you belong in the creative department, but you've never designed anything. You've never did any copyright, or you may find that you belong over here under Asimand. You never know where that person is. And sometimes they don't see it right. the way you see it. So I feel like we're constantly seeking that in, in the people in our, in our organizations as well. I love this. So you you know, because we talked about this before, that I teach a lot of leadership intimacy. And leadership intimacy includes all that transformational leadership that you've clearly built into the layers of your company, being able to have layers of support that are influencing and motivating and stimulate them to tap into their next level of potential. If it would not bother the editor for me to clap my hands right now in this microphone, <laughs> <laughs> like I have to applaud you because there's not like truly, there is not a lot of people that are willing to have those layers built in to make sure that they don't, don't just retain the top talent, but they really fuel that talent to be the best that they can be, even if that means that their position that they brought them in for, let's say asset manager, they actually were a dope creative in, yeah. inside there, right? Like how yeah. amazing is that? And they feel empowered to have that voice. See, I think in a lot of companies, the reason they kind of plateau is they go, okay, cool. We have all these departments. We're going to fill all these seats. And, you know, now you're account coordinator. You're the receptionist. You're the, uh, you handle copyright, whatever the, the role is. And they're like, all right, we're, we're a company now. I'm no longer wearing all the hats. I've filled all these seats. Boom, we're ready to go. And then they kind of just stay in that that um, that position for a while. And they're like, why am I not growing? Why am I not having this massive success? Why am I not scaling? It's because their approach to it is skewed. If you look at it like, we're all here together, we're all working together, we're moving this bus forward, it takes all of us. Um, hey, you know, I see this skill in you, how about you jump on this and try this or be willing to look outside of your comfort zone uh, 
and we we move forward that way. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people have felt comfortable raising their hand and saying, I have this idea. I think we're doing this wrong because we've empowered them to have a voice. In companies, so many people are stifled and they feel like they don't have a voice. And that's why they 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 never progress in their personal life as well because it's, spent, it's just like kids in education. They spend eight to nine hours a day um, being told how to do it, what to do with the, the directives and being conditioned in a way that it kind of sets the pace for the rest of their life. So we, I approach employees the same way I approach my kids and I want a growth mindset. I don't want a fixed mindset. You come into my company with that, course I take it on as a challenge I'm looking at you going okay I, I can help you fix that I want to help <laughs> you fix that right you have massive potential so I think it's how we look at people from the person that's busting our table to the lady checking us out to you know whoever it is if you look at them as this human being with massive potential you'd be surprised what you can pull out of people it's incredible that's because you're looking at them humanely, first of all, yeah. right? <laughs> Which is a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast episode, oh, right? Like, oh yeah. Look at and treat other people the way you would want, not just yourself, but people you love treat it. And that's how you're approaching the world. But I think also that inner educator in you has probably has a hard time turning off, right? Like being okay. so connected to, um, just educating your kids and homeschooling. You're like, no, we're there, there is a way. There is a way that you're going to receive this and not only receive it, but retain it and be able to understand it and thrive. apply it, right? Yes. And thrive, yes. right? Like, that's, <laughs> I see that in your eyes. Like, you guys can't see Jessica right now, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's like glowing and sparkling when she talks about this. <laughs> oh, because I, I just, you know, what a boring life to me it would be to just stumble through it doing what you have to do to survive and not engaging in a way that at the end of the day, you go, wow, today was productive, not busy. And I feel like I am on top of my world. You know, I, I think anytime I want to quit or anybody in my family wants to quit, I just remind myself, I do a lot of self-talk and a lot of self-love. I think it's extremely important, especially for women and young, young ladies. Um, but we're enduring this and we're doing this to be our best selves and we should all strive for that. I keep myself accountable um, by honoring my commitments to my yes. kids, to my employees, to my children. And I allow myself, I, I celebrate, you know, the best days and I kind of muster through the worst. And, I, and there are some days, honestly, where I've looked at my kids and I said, today is just not that day for us. We're about right. to quit this day. We're going mm -hmm. to do something to shift our mindset and we're going to start this again tomorrow. And sometimes you have to give yourself that allowance and that, that, you know, that mercy to do that for yourself and I mean, for your I mean, family. You, you anchored it right into the perfect question of how do you give yourself permission to pause? And I think you, you said it, right? Like, you're like, I'm willing to acknowledge that there's a shift that is necessary because some people will see it. They see it happening right before them. They see it happening on their kid's face. They see it happening in their spouse's energy. They feel it happening in their spirit, but they'll mm -hmm. push past it. And and when they push, sometimes, sometimes you have to push. But when they're pushing and they don't have to, they're actually doing themselves a disservice, right? I like, agree. Now you're going I into agree. that next thing, regret. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. And regret, what is that? I, I heard this once that regret is like books stacked up all around us that we never read, you know, uh -huh. we never, we never solve. I, I think I heard that somewhere or, or somebody in my orbit said it along the way, but man, it just resonates, you know? And funny thing is when you had said that about the pause, I thought, oh, I'll give her something a little different because, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm sure you hear a lot of that, what I said and, and how I, how I handle that. But, you know, I was going to do it for relationships because my husband and I, it's kind of unique and, and people find this very interesting, but we take our, our life together year by year. We don't guarantee that it's a lifelong journey. You know, forever, forever is a hard thing to promise, but we give it our all. We put, put our best into it when we can. And we acknowledge that there are days when we're just gonna, we're gonna fail or we're gonna hurt each other in ways that we necessarily don't mean, or sometimes we mean. Um, but we get together every year and we allow each other to hash it out, talk it out, go through all the ups and downs, get reacquainted. And we kind of just pause life around us at that moment and we just breathe. And sometimes we will spend all day talking it through. And at the end of that, it's either we're going another year or we're going to pause mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. going to, we're going to take some time and we're going to figure it out. And yeah. so I think it's important in relationships to not assume anything mm. and not assume that there's love and that mm. there's um, affection, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best lover I think I'll ever have, but you know, maybe yeah. I'm not that, you know, <laughs> we, we are best friends. We're work partners. We, we have dynamic relationship, but we also don't take that for granted. And we allow each other to have those moments to pause both together and apart um, to reflect on it. So I think that's important. It is important. I love this. There's a woman, um, Anne Marie, who writes something called the five year marriage. And mm. her and her, and I think they're on like the seventh round. So they've been together wow. 35 years. They're both either their second or their third marriages. I can't remember when. With this husband that she's been with, with the seven years of five, that every five years they renew their contract. Like, oh, you know, okay. This, which is what I hear you saying in, in your yeah. own, you know, way. Like, yeah, we're renewing, for us. like yeah. what this looks like for this thing we call love. Like, are we still in love? Because we might still love each other, but sure. are we still in love? Is it still what we, we want like to each other? Yeah. yeah. If we're doing this life right. Uh -huh. We should be evolving. Uh -huh. And a year from now, he may not align with the person I become. I might not align with the person he's become. Or we may go, man, you're you're you've turned into this really kick-ass human. We also do this thing where we talk about the the things that we've done or the other person has done that we didn't necessarily like, but we also talk about the things that we recognize like damn, baby, you really stepped it up. Like, yes. you, know, you did really good with this this year. And I recognize that. Yeah. And I'm so impressed. So I think it's important because we don't do that. We have children and then yeah. our spouse becomes the sidekick thing, yep. right? And then, you know, that that love, that passion, affection, all of that kind of gets put to the side, but not in this family. <laughs> I know, that's right. It doesn't have to be. You're making me uh, reflect on something I usually say, because I work with a lot of married women specifically, and eventually their husbands and this power couple dynamic. But sometimes, because I know people necessarily don't see the word marriage the way I was raised to see it, 
So they're like, well, we have a commitment. It's forever love. So I started to say that like, well, you're, you know, your spouse or your forever love. But as I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, is this really forever, ever, right? Like now I'm, <laughs> I'm going to play with that language today. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You know, forever can be daunting. And I think yeah. a lot of people associate fear with that word. Um, and then they don't approach it in the, in, with the right mindset. So I think it's the language. I talk a lot about the language we use and the vocabulary we use to define ourselves. Yes. We need to constantly evolve that. I, I tell people, pause, give me four words you're using to define yourself right now. Mm-hmm. And then why those four words? And let's talk about it. Let's see how we can change those negative words, how we can work on that. We can't fix it right away. But mm-hmm. We can sure work on it every day, little by little. So it's important. That language is important. So, oh, you and I, that'll be episode part two. We can definitely <laughs> okay. go there. I am serious okay. about that. I'm holding you to it. Okay. So how yeah. connect with you, Jessica, so they can follow up on one of your a million things that you are you got going on in the world. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, So you can go to my website, jessicamead.com. And I keep doing updates because I have a book coming out next year. And so that'll be exciting. So look for that. I am on Instagram at underscore Jessica Mead underscore. Um, you can reach me through brandlink.com as well. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, all of those things. I think it's Jessica Mead official. Um, but I, I respond mostly on Instagram uh, and then also via email through my website. I love this. And I am making sure that I take extra notes to make sure that it is all under the show notes for all of you who are listening to this. Make sure that you go to jessicameet.com first and foremost, because then you can get access to her ecosystem and get right in there. Open the door to everything that you need to gain. Jessica, I honor you. I am so grateful that you were here. You are awesome and to your husband's point like you are doing the thing girl like you are doing (laughs) it (laughs) thank you I'm so grateful we had this conversation it's gonna start my day out in such a positive way I appreciate that that's awesome I love I love when I have great people here did I not tell you all of you that are listening balance bully listeners that Jessica would be amazing I told you, I just, I'm kind of like part prophetic. I don't know why you guys don't listen to me, but now that you know, (laughs) you can take what I say for, you know, all it's worth. Thank you so much guys for tuning in today. If you are brand new to the Balance Boldly podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this episode to make sure that the other balanced, brave, and bold women and men out there can get all the tools, tips, and techniques that they need to continue to create the life that they want to love and enjoy. Like I appreciate you doing it in advance. You can follow me at Ask Nikita on all the places, Instagram, Facebook, and all the above. And come back and listen to us next week. But make sure that you share this valuable tool with other people because we want other people to know that we are here and we are here to stay. So until next time, I want you to create your balance and create your joy. But remember, do it boldly. Mm-hmm.